United States Air Force Jack Veteran Dave the Lawyer introduces you to super interesting and informative people you won't find anywhere else. I want you to listen very, very carefully. I think sometimes these days we forget how little simple gestures can help other people out, can pick up their spirits. Like just a simple smile can turn somebody's mood around or doing something nice for somebody can really have a lasting effect on their happiness. And most of the time, it doesn't cost anything. This episode is about smiles and generosity. When I was 18 years old, I started college in Ann Arbor, Michigan. There was a really great, very characteristic store called Herb David Guitar Studios on Liberty Street in Ann Arbor. And I remember going in there and it was a very exciting place because they had all kinds of really cool and exotic instruments. And you could hear their virtuosos upstairs giving lessons, playing the greatest Zeppelin and Randy Rhodes and Van Halen riffs. And they had this collection of these really cool percussion instruments. And my eyes were drawn to this Egyptian ceramic hand-painted drum. They call it Doombeck in the Middle East. And uh, I picked it up and I started playing it and it was just awesome. You could make so many different sounds with it. And the drum teacher there kind of saw me take to the drum and, and I asked him how much it was and I think we looked at the sticker and it was like $120, which to me might as well have been a million. And there was no way I could pay for it. So I honestly think he took pity on me and saw that that drum was a good thing for me because he said, well, I think you and that drum were meant to be. So I really want you to be able to have that drum. And so he he marked it as blemished and then marked it way down to something like $75. I think after he asked me how much I thought I could pay. So even though even that $75 was like an insane amount of money for me, I bought it. And there was a festival in Ann Arbor. And I went to the festival and I brought the drum. And there was a drum circle there. And I ended up leading the drum circle with hundreds of people around. And I saw Eddie Van Halen there. But I'll let you listen to the conversation I had with my financial advisor a few weeks ago about the story. After the interview, I'm going to play a track. That's an interesting story, too, because... On that track, I was living in the Upper Peninsula of Michigan after college and I couldn't really find any work. So I went up to the Upper Peninsula of Michigan to Michigan Tech University to try my hand at being a DJ at Michigan Tech University. I didn't get paid anything, but I just thought the idea of being a DJ sounded amazing. And it's kind of why I'm still doing this podcast because I, I love that. So... I remember being really depressed one day, and it was, I think, February, snow everywhere, I couldn't find any work. I was feeling really frustrated in life, and my friend John, we were hanging out, and I was feeling depressed about how much I loved music, and back then it was like impossible to make a decent recording, and my dream was to be on be on a CD. And he said, I can make that dream a reality for you, and I think I was a little suspicious because... It seemed too good to be true. He made good on his promise, and a few weeks later, the next thing I know, we're driving through these giant snowdrifts through the middle of the woods and the tundra that is the Upper Peninsula of Michigan in February, and we pull up to this little cottage or cabin, I don't remember which, out in the middle of the woods, and this little studio 
I mean, made the recording. And it came out, I thought it came out amazing. I still think it did. I think John's song that he recorded, he played the guitar and the keyboards and I played the percussion. And he sang, and I, I just think the song to this day is more meaningful than ever. It's an anti-war song, and we called the project Mystic Rhythms. And the song is called The Mists of War. I guess the takeaway from all this is it's kind of fun to see how that drum was given to me out of somebody's generosity. It led to a really cool moment with Eddie Van Halen, and it ended with a really cool recording that I still have to this day. Oh, and we ended up playing that song at this giant music festival. And there's also some other really amazing musicians that are on that CD. It's called The Misery Sessions. If you can find it, I'm sure it's well out of print. But there were some other really great local musicians and we all got to play in this auditorium. And I played with this other band called Lime as well with that drum in front of hundreds of people. And it was just a great day. And unfortunately the drum got smashed as you'll hear in the, in the phone conversation, but I still have the drum even though it can't really be played anymore. still sits in my house. So anyway, I hope you'll enjoy my, my story. Thanks for listening. I got to tell you another fun Eddie Van Halen story, though. So I was a freshman, and there was a big festival, and there were these thousands and thousands of people descending on Ann Arbor. And I was, so I was excited. I was 19. I'm like, it's just so cool. All these people, there's like all this stuff happening. And it was just a lot of weird stuff happening. But anyway, it was a beautiful day in 1991 in April, whatever it was. I mean, it's gorgeous. It was like 70 degrees and sunny, which never happens. And I played the drum. So I had this, this Egyptian drum that I was obsessed with. And I got really good at it. And I took it out because it was a drum circle. And I started playing in this drum circle. And there was like several hundred people watching the drum circle. But I, and I've been a drummer like my whole life. So I was kind of leading the drum circle. And I look up. And Eddie Van Halen staring at me, smiling, watching me play the drums. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. It was very cool. And I was 19. And I was oh just like, and he's like classic. He had his little like little circle glasses he used to wear and his hair and his little goofy smile. And oh, I'm wow. like, I'm looking at him going, like I was getting goosebumps. I'm like, that's Eddie Van Halen. He's watching me play the drums and he's smiling and nodding at me. <laughs> so I looked down, I got shy because I was 19. And I look back up and he's still there. And I'm like, I got to go up and say hi to that dude. And I think he knew, like, he didn't want to be talked to. So, like, I got up and he just disappeared into the crowd. Oh. And I couldn't find him. And I was so excited. I told all my friends, I saw Eddie Van Halen. I know what he looks like. I've been seeing oh. him my whole life. And that was Eddie Van Halen. I'm telling you, he watched me play the drums. And it, like, took all the wind out of my sails because none of my friends believed me. Oh. But this is a good note. Two years later, where I'm at a party and I'm a senior and I'm at some random party and I'm talking to this girl about that festival and all my friends were there. And she goes, yeah, that was 1991. That was a beautiful day. It was sunny. And I go, yeah, it was so beautiful. And she goes, and that was the year Eddie Van Halen was there. <laughs> and I say, what's that? Yeah, that was the year Eddie Van Halen was there. She goes, I saw him. Everybody saw him. And I'm like, tell these guys yeah. what you just said. Because I'm finally vindicated three yes. years later. That was him. That's anyway, awesome. That was my, my Eddie Van Halen moment. That's a cool one. That's a really cool experience. It was. I don't, I don't tell it too often, but it's my little smile whenever I hear the music. Oh, that's. I feel like I would be screaming that from the rooftops. Like, 
<laughs> a friend of mine who uh, I was going to do a podcast with, but I don't know if it's going to work out. He, he, he runs all the guitar centers in Southern California. So he knows like everybody. And he, he put a post in on Facebook that Eddie Van Halen came to his shop to have him do some work on his guitar. And he was like, like in his, you know, my age now he's like in his late forties and he felt silly cause he was nervous to meet him. And so he, he worked with him all day and then he was going to ask him for a photo, but he was too shy. He didn't want to bother him. Aww. And then he was like, Oh man, I can't believe I didn't get a picture with Eddie Van Halen. So he told some mutual friend of theirs and that mutual friend told Eddie that, you know, that my friend Jerry was like so sad he didn't get a picture. So he gave him a guitar. He gave oh my him gosh. an autographed guitar that says to Jerry, thanks for such and such Eddie Van Halen. And it's like the classic Eddie Van Halen guitar. Wow. And he has it. And I'm like, <laughs> okay. Now I'm not even going to tell my, I played the drums. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. It sounds to me like Eddie Van Halen was impressed <laughs> with your drumming. But I think that's still pretty cool. I do too. Thanks. <laughs> Makes me feel a little better. <laughs> oh, I I would be ecstatic if I was so fabulous at something that I had celebrities taking notice. Oh, you know, there's a there's one more thing to that story. That Egyptian drum. One day when I was in law school, I I I I set it down, and it had a tile floor, and I hear this crash, and oh. I go, because that oh. drum meant so much to me. And my girlfriend at the time, I go. Please tell me that's not what I think it was. She goes, it was. Oh. The drum's broken. And I've since glued it back together, but the sound is complete garbage. Because oh, once you, you should break, have called Eddie Van Halen. <laughs> I still have it. And one day, <laughs> about a year ago, I took the drum and I'm like, okay, this is just taking up space. It's broken. And I put it in the trash. And I'm like, I just... And then I went in the trash and I pulled it back <laughs> out. I'm like, that's the drum I was playing when Eddie Van Halen smoked. <laughs> I'm keeping that till I die. <laughs>